listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope you're all doing fantabulous. And fantabulous, Greg, is fantastic and fabulous. Put together twice as nice saves time. It's you. It's, it's, it sums you up. It's, <laughs> yes. I am a fantabulous person. I like to, I just don't want to be ordinary, I guess. No. But you're definitely fantabulous. I'm something else, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is going to be fun, guys. Um, my special guest today is Greg Bakken. Uh, he's the host of Ghost Box Radio right here, folks, on AM 950, the only progressive radio station in Minnesota. So welcome aboard, Greg. Nice to see you, and thank you for doing the show. Thank you for inviting me. This is this is really cool. Yeah, and I know you have a um, – you don't like – you're not an early bird from what I'm hearing. So thank you again for – Coming this early and doing the show. I'm 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 kind of a promotional whore, quite frankly. You know, just tell me when to show up and I'll be there. You know, so I don't know where this this stuff came from. You're talking too much to Patrick, and that's always a mistake. So, well, yeah, you know, but Patrick is he's a little bit informative. So but, <laughs> he's inform- He has his finger on the pulse of AM 950. Yeah, so he does. And um, and the special thing about having you today is that we're in Halloween month. This is October. Yeah. Uh, uh, Halloween's in a couple of weeks, I think, actually. Right? Yeah, we're in spooky season. We're in spooky season. So this is the perfect show to have you on. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I love it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm going to start with my one of my boring questions that I usually ask my guests, uh, the first question, because I like to build a foundation with my guests so my um, audience can learn a little bit about you and what, you know, right. what made you Greg Bakken? how you became this wonderful human being that you are. So um, it's my custom on the show to ask where you were born, raised, went to school, and any other things, anecdotes you want to throw in there as well. I had uh, – well, I was, I was born in uh, sort of northeast Minneapolis, uh, which I consider not quite northeast Minneapolis. It's just a little bit off – off there, but uh, my family uh, roots are actually in Northeast Minneapolis. So uh, you go down to like where St. Cyril's is and the Ritz Theater and all that stuff. I mean, that's just kind of where the family was. And um, I we moved we moved out of that area and moved to St. Anthony Village relatively quickly when I was after I was born. I was like two years old when we moved to St. Anthony Village, uh, which is still borderlines Minneapolis. And uh, from from there, I mean, I spent my formative young years at a Catholic school, and uh, just trying to <laughs> just trying to figure it out afterwards. And it's so funny because um, you know the, what I do now is so anti-Catholic. You know, it's just they don't they do not like. And when I say they do not like, it's it's the clergy, not necessarily the congregation. Though they like well, that. They, that's hard to get, though. Too that's mm-hmm. hard to get that kind of right uh, to be uh, performed, and that that's that's a whole other issue right there. Yes, uh, there's uh, someone else that I, I went to school with. I didn't realize I went to school with. He's an artist, and he owns the uh, Rogue Buddha Gallery, and his name is Nicholas Harper. And uh, we were he invited mm-hmm. me out to uh, his his gallery, which is in Northeast Minneapolis, right next to the PNA Hall, where my parents had their wedding reception, you know, fifty some years ago, uh, now sixty years ago, and uh, <laughs> and we're talking, and he's just, I said, you have a lot of 
similar friends on Facebook that I do and like people I went to grade school with. It's it's kind of weird. Well, and and I said uh, you got a lot of people from St. Charles Borromeo. He goes, well, I went to St. Charles Borromeo. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you didn't go there. I would. I mean, you don't. You look like anybody I've ever seen in my life, and here you are. And uh, so, yeah, I. It turns out that he, we went to the same school together, and uh, yeah, it, it. He's a recovering Catholic too. Clearly, I mean, the 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 imagery he creates is 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 very haunting and beautiful, but it's like, uh, it's like this this is not Pope approved, you know. So yeah. It's it's funny. Well, they, you know the Catholic Church. You know, like I'm like you. I, w- I was raised uh, a Catholic, and um, you know there were stories that you know like Medjugorje. You know, oh and, yes, and then the the the, the Blessed Mother uh, <laughs> statues. Uh, you know, like Fatima crying. Yep. You can see the tears yep. falling, and people trying to take cups of the tears. Yep. So there are a lot of paranormal things that the Catholic Church. Kind of promotes. Too. I love. I love those mysteries. Medjugorje is one of my favorite uh, stories. I mean, who knows what what's lingering? And and I'm not trying to be funny when I say who knows what's lingering, like in the Vatican. You know, I mean, and I mean that from a mysterious sort of level, opposed from you know the easy shots that we could take at it. You know, but there is something. I mean, the history, everything else about it um, is pretty incredible. And so, yeah, I I mean, I find it very fascinating. Oh yeah. Well, were you always interested in the paranormal, such as ghosts, you know, UFOs, psychic phenomena, uh, your whole life, or did you have a personal experience that um, precipitated this uh, interest? You know, I always had an interest. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I think as do you ever remember that series in the late seventies, early eighties, in search of? Have you ever heard of that with uh, Leonard Nimoy doing? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, that that stuff is. In, insane, you know. It was really cool, and I love some of those films and stuff. But I, you know, I say that I never had an experience that launched me into it. But I, I did have an experience when I was four years old, um, and it was almost like repressed. I hadn't thought of it in years, and that was my grandmother had died, and uh, uh, shortly after the funeral, we're in our house in our living room, and all of a sudden, this waft of like just sweet rose smell came into the house and then it left just just quickly and um yeah i said to my mom i said what was that and she goes that's grandma just like that now i thought that matter I had, of fact just like that's grandma wow and so i i, I thought i would jump that and years later before mom died i had asked her to, like literally was this real did this actually happen? Yeah, she goes, I remember it. And she she would tell me stories of after grandma had passed that she'd go downstairs and there would be a couch that when grandma would stay over, she'd, she'd uh, sleep on that couch. And she'd be like, I'd go down there and I would see uh, her just laying there. You know, so I mean, and it just never really resonated. It wasn't until many years later that I got interested in it and not even from a metaphysical side of it, but from a pure technical side of it because there was equipment that was being used that I thought, gosh, this is really cool. It's called a spirit box. Mm. And that's that's the device that is like a radio, but instead of you hit a scan, instead of stopping at stations, it keeps going through and the theory behind it is that you can get spirit communication and you can have, in a sense, more of a live conversation with them. 
Pardon my ignorance about this, okay? The only thing I can relate this to was that movie Poltergeist. Do you mm-hmm. remember when they were trying to detect the ghosts in the house? Yep. Uh, is that similar to what you're talking about? or No, it's something different. But it, what is interesting – Similar? Of, you know, it's all ghost uh, – it's, it's all uh, stuff to try to bring out spirit activity. Mm-hmm. So, yes. The thing is, a spirit box is part of paranormal – investigating called ITC research and that stands for intratransmental communication so if and so anything like electronic that talks to you that's ITC so if like all of a sudden your toaster starts talking to you it's like your great aunt or something right has that happened well some people have said like in the UK some person said that the toast there's a ghost in her toaster and then she married it or something you know UK tabloids oh um, but in uh, poltergeist that little girl was in front of the static television and talking to spirits that way. Yes. Technically, that's ITC communication because mm-hmm. it's all through electronic devices. Right. But, but the, you know, the, you, the part of the movie that I found fascinating, and I don't know if you ever, <clears throat> if, if you ever had this experience with a guest or something, where uh, remember when she threw the ball through the TV and it came out the other side and – yeah, that, that that kind of is that over the top fake or um, does that happen? As far as I know, that's a little bit too much. But the idea, <laughs> okay. but the idea of like balls, like putting balls out, and 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 you, you know what? As an investigator, you you have to like before you do any of this, make sure that the floor is level. Uh, maybe put markings on like uh, using blue tape to make sure you know where things are located. So you're you're kind of doing a little bit of a scientific sort of thing to it. But then push the ball and then it'll stop. And you want to make sure you're not on a thing that's not leveled so it comes back at you or at least that you know it's not going to come back at you. And then ask, could you please push the ball back towards me? And then it'll start coming back to you. Wow. So, I mean, maybe not as grand as – Coming through, you know, going through um, objects like uh, TVs, but not impossible, mm. you know. Yeah. And, and, and also sometimes you'll find um, stuff goes missing in your house or something and then it's found somewhere else. And it's like, well, did how did that get through? Because it would have to go through walls and stuff. So it's not impossible, but, you know, it's, it's at the same time, it's a little – like I, I'd like to see it to be able to understand it better because sometimes we kind of forget where we put stuff. Maybe we put something somewhere else and we didn't quite realize it and then next thing you know, we're calling it paranormal activity. So you got to – you know, and as an investigator, pretty much everything I do, I kind of remember where I put stuff so I can be uh, cognizant if something does happen. I can I could be able to uh, account for it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, speaking of, of uh, I guess, paranormal experiences uh, from guests that you've had um, on your show, can you talk about some a couple of them? Maybe the two that fascinated you the most that you, you kind of like questioned it to yourself. Is this true? This is so crazy. Is it possible? It, well, that's hard because I, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty good believer. Uh, I'm kind of like hook, so line, and sinker over here. You, um, but uh, you know, uh, I had a I had an author on uh, Anna Maria um, Manalo, and she has written many books. One of them is called The Night Visitant, and she had uh, uh, it's it's stories of 
people who are seeing stuff that in in one drive uh this woman couldn't leave this little village but she left in the car and as soon as her and her boyfriend left in the car uh he became he became horrible he became aggressive he became angry almost like to the point of like being you know, like being very belligerent towards her, being very destructive towards her, and uh, at that point she also started seeing like literally like an all star cast of of creepy uh, reptoids, uh, aliens, uh, all around this village. It's something didn't want her to leave, mm-hmm. and that is like what on earth is happening here? Why why is this happening? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and that is just one of the things that. Uh, you know, that does make me wonder, well, how true can this possibly be? Because that's a lot. I mean, that's that's like, you know, the, you know, the, the great reunion of, of all the creepies in the, in the universe. Um, but the idea, too, of people changing uh, from because of some sort of influence, the way that her boyfriend changed, that's frightening to me. That's almost more frightening than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know? but, how, but how do you um, – excuse me for interrupting you – how, where does the path cross between psycho- psychological phenomena, like you know, mm-hmm. being you know, multi personalities or yeah. psychotic mm-hmm. or schizophrenic, and the paranormal? Where does that cross? It's it's that? a very valid question. And as an investigator, if we get asked to go into a location, like a, a private residence, we'll do a very uh, thorough questionnaire to to people where it's almost intrusive a little bit. Like, do you have any history of mental illness? Are you taking any medications? You know, we want to help anyone we can. At the same time, we got to protect ourselves. In the case of this woman, you know, all I think that they can go off of is the fact that she, this boyfriend never was like this before. So, and then everything else started to it go. It just changed. It suddenly. just changed. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's a huge question when it comes to uh, demonic possession. Uh, you know, I hate to keep bringing that into stuff. It feels like I talk about it all the time on the show now. But, I mean, it is very true that how much of that is actually – and this is why the, the like the right of exorcism from the Catholic side of it takes so long because they want to make sure that this is not some sort of mental illness but rather truly – a, a possession, mm. but then the question that's raised from that is: How do we not know that the mental illness is caused by possession? So there is that. There's that thing that it's almost like, and I think the reason why they don't want to do it is because then they are afraid. The Catholic Church, that is, is like being able to say, "Well, we can't make it different. We can't change the person. We can't cure them if it actually is mental illness." Mm-hmm. It's a fine line. It Very really fine. is. And it's <laughs> it's 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 something that a lot of people are careful for. And in fact, I'm part of a group called the Warren Legacy Foundation, uh part of uh uh Ed and Lorraine Warren, and uh we we do investigations and if we find that someone is actually needs uh help due to some sort of mental illness, we don't move them along like sorry we can't help you we try to find someone in their area that can help them mm-hmm. yeah i was listening to one of your shows i'm going off on a tangerine now here. I'm, I'm glad to hear there's one <laughs> that listens <laughs> well one particular one fascinated there was this lady i don't recall her name but she was talking about people that were possessed by multiple uh, uh demons more than one yeah. so they had to get two demons or three demons 
out of the person. Do you remember? It was recently. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. It weeks might. Ago. It might have been. I don't know if it was Bishop Rita Strugala or um, there. We've we've talked. Unfortunately, we've talked a lot about possession and stuff lately. Yeah, um, I know you have. And yeah. uh, there, there's a there's a book uh, that I've had the author on before. It's called Holy Water Incident, and it's about his daughter uh, playing with the Ouija board. And from there, ended up getting uh, possessed, and um, nobody would help him. No religion would help him. But when they, when one did decide to help him, uh, they found that there was over a thousand entities inside uh, that that child. Yeah, I mean, so frightening stuff. Absolutely. Um, there are some very fascinating tales of creatures mm-hmm. that are of great interest to people. Yes. In general, in the community. So, for example, um, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, the Devil Whale. I'm sure you know all these. Uh, space aliens, demons, poltergeists, ghosts, and that's just part of the, yeah. The, the, yeah. the big group there. Do you believe in the existence of all of these creatures? And there's some that you're, are out there you're, that are totally not real. Or can you give us some? Uh, semblance of the truth what what's real here what isn't for example you know there's movies that you see like tremors where you know people right. walk in and they get eaten that's fair. i wish <laughs> there's some certain I, people certain people i wish they go to the desert now yeah yeah so <laughs> what, you're so funny yeah help me out here so this. so uh the one and i actually uh of all you know one that uh, actually would make Carolyn angry when I'd say Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist. I firmly believe the Loch Ness Monster does not exist. I actually was on the show with Matt McNeil once. Matt brought me on. We talked about it. And it just – when you look at it from a very logical level, it's it seems impossible. And uh, it just – it this to be one creature in this, I think uh, it's like uh, – 22 miles of of the nest and and I forget exactly what the width is but it's not super big it just seems and you always have people there all the time across and lining up the entire Loch Ness you really no one's going to see something I mean I just personally don't and it looks there was a picture of somebody took um, it looks like a brontosaurus, doesn't it? When you look at it, <laughs> and if if it's a picture that you and I, which I always thought was my favorite picture That's of the only it, what I've seen, but yeah. it, it turned out to be a hoax. It was taken in 1934, mm-hmm. and uh, it turned out to be a tale of something, and like it's the tale, and it's like kind of it kind of like breaks off, so to speak, and so it looks like a neck and a head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not, unfortunately. Oh, all right. And I, I was, and I only realized this like two months ago. You know, I didn't. I mean, I I've been living in bliss, thinking, oh, at least we have that. It shows us something. No, that's apparently not real either. So, what I do, um, generally speaking, though, my thought is, who am I to say that something doesn't exist? Normally, mm-hmm. like, so if if like we're talking like chubacabra or uh, devil the, the whale. devil whale, I mean. What? Who am I to say it doesn't? Um, I think it's less energy to say maybe it does. What do I know than being like absolutely not? It's impossible. You know, the Earth is flat. All that stuff. You know, that's just so much energy that could be used other places. Um, I personally, I've seen Bigfoot. I've seen. Uh, do you have? I have this just past June. Where? Uh, in Kentucky, in West Point, Kentucky. And we had, um, but he's only one person. No, there's it's a it's, it's a 
it's a race. Family it's event? a race. Okay. You know, it's but but what's different about Bigfoot than I think what people realize, and this is my belief, everyone has a right to their own. Bigfoot's a transdimensional figure. And yes, get your get your tinfoil hats on right now as we keep going down this uh, this rabbit hole. I mean, trust me, even I'm just like when we're talking about like, oh my god, am I really saying this on the air? Yes, I am. Are, you're shocking me right now. A yeah. transdimensional <laughs> figure that can go anywhere. It's all energy. It's not. They're not animals. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. It's not like a deer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you can you can if if you have the right intention. You can you can pretty much probably will them to show up anywhere. You know, I mean, it if if it's safe for them, and would seem to be a safe place. I mean, we were at. Um, so excuse me, is it a, is it a humanoid creature or is it a completely different, <clears throat> unrelated creature to a human? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I mean, it's humanoid in the sense it's bipedal, so it's it walks on its legs. Uh, right. You know, it's. I mean, it's, it has two eyes, two eyes, and hands. Uh, yep, absolutely. They're just big, um, but they, you know, a uh, friend of mine who does a lot of this out in uh, Kentucky, he he calls them forest people. You know, he sees he sees them on a very different level, and if you ever heard the term of like elementals, uh, they are like. Fairies and they're you know kind of more uh, naturalistic. Uh, they seem, in my experience, when I've had mm-hmm. strong experiences with uh, these cryptoids, that they are always uh, preceding the moment, if you will. Okay, so I'm going to move on to movies now because I <laughs> thought, like I, I broke you, didn't I? You scared me to death. <laughs> anyway, but it's Halloween. Yes. This is the time to talk about it. So throughout my life, I've seen movies that scared the bejesus out of me. Okay? For example, not Chucky or Tremors and those kind of things. Yeah, I don't like those. That's all fake crap. But movies that involved ghosts and demons. For example, um, uh, I wrote them down here. Poltergeist, The Omen. Yeah. And movies about psychotic killers like Dahmer and Orphan. Mm Mm-hmm. those movies really could because they're conceivable. I mean, there could Very be a, so. a person who is possessed, like you said, or um, uh, someone who died and who hasn't found a way to cross over, and their 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 ghost is is haunting mm-hmm. the, the house, the hotel, whatever it is. Um, yeah, can you elaborate a little bit on those movies that that scares the hell out of me? Well, really? yeah, I mean, and that's just it. Like uh, the like. A couple of weeks ago, I saw the Exorcist Believer film, and it's a it's a good film. That was the most recent of the Exorcist films. Nothing holds a candle, though, to the original Exorcist film. When she spun her head around the pea soup can. Absolutely, out. and I did a show, and maybe this, I don't. I did a show uh, a couple of weeks back, or just last week. It, who knows time? Um, uh, Bishop uh, 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 Christina Rake, and I I just had her on to be like. This is the stuff that happened in the Exorcist movie that is like demonic possession. As an exorcist yourself, how much of this really have you seen? And pretty much every single thing that she had uh, – that she had uh, – uh, that I brought to her attention, she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, the thing is, she goes, when it comes to the, the vomiting – and this is really high-quality radio at the moment uh, – the, when it comes to the, the vomiting, um, I'm not going to make it on your best of, am I? Um, 
we have uh, she's she's like oh, she, they've seen it where it's not vomit coming out but rats or nails. I... And so uh, and it all comes down to to the mockery. It always is when it when it comes from a Christian point of view of mm-hmm. exorcism. It all comes down to the mockery of the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. So the nails are like the nails of the cross, mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. Uh, or stuff happens on a Friday because Good Friday happened. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So now I'm going to talk about. I asked you about things that happened to you that were paranormal. I'm going to. I'm going to introduce something that happened to me. Yeah. And maybe you can explain it because nobody seems to. I've had a lot of different, mm-hmm. you know, people explain it, or your lives crossed, or whatever, or your time crossed, or whatever. So I'm uh, driving home from work really late. I had come home from uh, work late, and I'm driving. It must have been like eleven o'clock at night, and so it was dark, and there was nobody out. I was driving, you know, carefree, you know, fifty miles, going some, maybe going over the speed limit. Sorry, folks, and <laughs> uh, but, but you know, uh, you just want to get home by that point, you know. Anyway. And all of a sudden, I got this cold sweat over my body, and in my mind, I was seeing a deer. I just kept seeing a deer running, and I and was shaking, so I had to pull over and compose myself. And I stood there, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll, and it went away. And I'm just like, okay. And then I started the car, went back on the road. Not even maybe five minutes later, I hit a deer in the butt. And it spun around, ran off, and I went, oh, what just happened? Oh, my God. I can't I, – I, you know, maybe the past crossed over to the future. I mean, I, I don't know what the, the term is. Um, can you explain that? Like a premonition. I don't know what it was. I mean, to me, that seems like uh, – Was the, it psychically um, – was, was well, it a psychic phenomena to you? Well, and, and you know, it sounds stupid when you when I say it out loud, like most of the stuff I've said in this hour. Um, but the thing is, it's like, is there a reason that it prompted you to stop your car and hitting – and maybe it, it saved you from actually doing more harm to you? That's what everybody says. Yep. And and that you just needed to pause for a second. Yep, because I was going fast. Then when I hit it, I was going slower, but I, you know, maybe about forty at that point. But maybe you, it was still delayed enough that it the the deer would have been somewhere else in the picture, so to speak, if you were going your. But how speed. did I know I was going to hit a deer though? Maybe Is it a quinky dink. Well, no, I think that uh, you oh. know I, I believe in spirit guides. You know, and that's I, and what people have said too. I mean, because my dad, I always felt, and I spoke about this on um, Kelly Kelly Wagner's show, um, being curious. She asked me about that, and I talked about my dad. He died very tragically when I was young, mm. and I always felt his presence, always getting me out of these situations. Yeah, something that could have been just another one of those things. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, not only is he your father, he's your spirit guide. He's always watching you. And even if you do have spirit guides, he's always watching you. Yeah, yeah. He always will. Yeah. Well, uh, we have now come to the part of the show I like to call the shift. The shift. But please say the F because if you don't, we have problems. Right. You know, we can get in trouble. Chad won't like it very mm-hmm. much. So make sure you say the shift where we shift the questioning away from your personal journey as Greg Bakken, the host of, the, of Ghost, Ghost Box Radio. 
That's a tongue twister, though. Yeah, that we try to make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> and to current events. We'll talk about current events. Uh, this is a lightning round, so just throw some tidbits at me, you know, and see, because mm-hmm. I want to know what you feel about these things. So the first one I want to talk about is the, the one that's on everyone's mind right now. Um, as you may have heard, Hamas terrorists, terrorists sent a barrage of rockets into Israel that made an incursion and kidnapped innocent Israelis and killed them along with their children and babies. What are your thoughts about this terrorist attack and what do you think the United States should do, states should do about it? And also do you think this conflict will shift Republicans away from their isolationism because they're very isolationist. They don't want to – a lot of them don't want to even be involved in Ukraine which is being invaded by uh, Russia. So well, and it's it's tough uh, because and and I, I generally don't let out my political views, but I, I will since I've been asked um, that uh, you know when it comes when it comes to this, I think that uh, I've read that Republicans are very much uh, uh, they 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 are generally been in support of Israel, and I think much more so than Ukraine. So it'll be interesting to see. And I, and I think we'll be talking about it when the other part of this is, re, you know, figured out what they're going to do. I mean, U.S. Um, needs to really uh, be there to help. I mean, I, I mean, the fact that uh, this this terrorist act, and I mean, we all have friends who have either family. I have a couple friends are that are in Israel, and I'm checking in on them, and I'm sure hundreds of them are checking in on them. Th- this is um, this is frightening. This is a very frightening time and, and the fact that nobody is off limits. You know, it's not military, it's not friend you know, it's not casually accidentally hitting civilians. This is they're targeting. They are, you know, they're killing infants. I mean, you can't get any lower than that. Mm-hmm. You cannot get any lower than that. And uh, it it has to be stopped. Um I'm just afraid that this is all part of a bigger issue of uh, trying to deflect from Ukraine um, and not not from American side, but from Putin's side, mm-hmm. um, you know. And and I've I've that was in my mind for a while. I'm starting to hear people like I was listening to Stephanie Miller on the way in. They're talking about it. Um, so it's, I mean, obviously, I mean, it whatever needs to happen to stop it. And Republicans, you know, they need to get their act together. They absolutely need to get their act together and we need to start thinking in a more bipartisan way because uh, now it's a matter of keeping the world going, not just keeping the U.S. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know um, – so they are being – a lot of them, not all of them. There are many who support Ukraine and <clears throat> thankfully, you know. Yes. But there are that small group I like to call the Looney Tunes yeah. uh, who think that, um, you know, being a, a Neville Chamberlain uh, instead <laughs> of a, a Winston Churchill yeah. to try to stop a, an aggressive country. Yeah. Kill, they're killing civilians in Ukraine. They're killing babies. They're, they're killing they're going into hospitals and shooting up the place. I mean, it's just crazy. Raping women. I mean, I could go on and on. It's just vile, really, when, when I think about it. And now – you know, and I, and I get the the fact that you know you want to support Israel, and I'm totally for that. I mean, especially what happened. You know, mm-hmm. but the thing is, you know, you have a country like Israel that's a right leaning government who yeah. he, he 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 the people voted him in because Hamas doesn't rec- will never recognize Israel. They said it. So no. how are you going to be able to uh, sit at the table when there's no table? 
You know what I'm saying? Hamas is taking the table away. So uh, that's, I guess, why the Israelis are voting for these right-wing nut jobs like Netanyahu. I think we we need to get the, the uh, Israelis and the Palestinians, two very smart people mm-hmm. who want peace, sit down, talk, and try to work it out because lives are being lost. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you know, like I said, I think that there's a big, a, a big, actually a bigger connection than people think between these two uh, wars that are happening right now. And one thing about it too is you look at uh, mainstream media. At least you know I watch a lot of CNN and stuff, and it's kind of like Ukraine. What? Yeah, no, you, you, you don't, don't, you don't, you don't hear about it. All all, all their main uh, reporters that were in yeah. Ukraine are now in Israel, and it's it's a very, I mean, it's a it's a pretty sad reminder of how we as civilization as how we are you know as smartphones and and just we need to see what's what's the most recent or whatever and the next shiny thing that shows up and forgive me for being so cavalier about calling it that but in a sense it is very much the case where no one's talking about ukraine anymore yeah you're and, right and that's you're a right. shame oh absolutely I mean, those people need help more than – I mean, I don't want to say more than Israel does, but Israel is a very powerful country and they can – they have much more uh, weapons resources. and yep. resources. Yep, the IDF is pretty – Ukraine it, need, is really yeah. pretty much depending on the West, you yeah. know, and so – yeah. You know. And I do worry about that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's probably I, – I, I would think that – and I don't know this, but I have a feeling that Europe is going to be much more engaged with the Ukraine war while U.S. will need to figure out what on earth they're going to do because yeah, they, be tough. they're needed. It's going to be tough. Um, uh, and then another thing here is uh, Kevin McCarthy. Remember him? <laughs> The ex-speaker. I remembered him 15 <laughs> times in January. Yeah. <laughs> was ousted from his position as speaker because he worked with Democrats, uh, which averted a government shutdown. And now they seem to be having trouble picking McCarthy's replacement. First, they wanted uh, uh, Majority Leader Steve Scalise. Yep. And now it seems to be J- Jim Jordan, the, the man who con- was behind uh, the insurrection yep. with Trump. I mean, it's scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he gets the speakership, which I don't think is going to happen, because there are there are some people in the um, House of Representatives that re, that are on the moderate side of the Republican Party who are they're just not going to vote for him. So, um, talk to me about this. What what are we going to do? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> How could we get our country back on the right track? Because the Republican Party seems to be like going off the rails <laughs> just i don't know it's it's tough because i have a lot of friends who are republicans so i, I don't like to speak in broad strokes but at the same time i don't know how i cannot speak in broad strokes because Trumpian. let's say Trumpian. well mega i mean to me yeah, mega, mega yeah. is 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 uh is is a it's a flag it's a banner it's something that people stand behind no different than other dictators had in the past mm-hmm. it's um you I, I, w- I wish I could say that if you get Trump out of the picture completely, that this would b- have been avoided. I don't know if that's the case. It just feels like more and more. And I'm not. I'm not far left. I'm. I consider myself a centralist that leans more left. So I have no problem saying when I think things go a little too far when you're talking to left. But everything I see from the the right is just. It just. It's always about. 
blaming other people. It's always about uh, – and one thing I've known over the, the course of like the Trump presidency is when – he do, when when Republicans don't want to agree with something, they don't go into detail about why. They just say that they don't. Whereas uh, it seems like Democrats, the information, especially when you're talking about COVID, when you're talking about you know the stuff that really affects us, it's detailed, scientific, factual. There is there is something behind it where uh, you know Trump thinks he can get away by saying it's just not you know it's it's just not a good thing for us and I'm doing my best to stop it you know that sort of BS that mm-hmm. doesn't inform anybody doesn't inform decisions and what you're dealing with is people who just don't like the left and that's that's what you're just dealing Own with the libs yes mm-hmm. that's all they want to do I mean they get pleasure out of seeing us remember there's this this meme. That was going around when Trump became president in 2016 of this woman. She had a hat on, remember, and she's looking in the sky and she's going, ah, she's screaming. They love that. They love to see us in anguish. You know, I'm not – look, I am not saying I don't like Republicans and I've said this on my show many Mm -hmm. times. There are normal, very normal – run-of-the-mill Republicans who just want less government, uh, lower taxes, and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, that kind of Republican. The ones that scare me are the ones that uh, they want to take uh, LGBTQ people out of the equation um, who are uh, anti-Semitic, who are – believe in – no, don't believe in democracy – um, who – I mean I could go down the road. I mean but threatened by your existence. Yeah, just by – By, by you just being you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean that's just – and that's – it's like how is that – Yeah. How is that possible? And my, my audience knows me because I say this on almost every show that you can't groom someone who isn't groomable. If mm-hmm. you're not gay to begin with, there's no way you're going to make the person gay. I don't care who you are because I grew up in a very Catholic – home, like I said, mm-hmm. and was surrounded by being gay, you go to hell, you go to hell, you'll, it's terrible, don't do it, blah, 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 right? Bombarded with that. And look at me. I'm a gay man. Yeah. So it, it, nothing stopped me from being who I was meant right. to be. So that's my point. Yeah. I mean, and so this grooming thing just pisses the hell out of me. And um, that's why I don't like MAGA be- for many reasons. Because it's a cult of personality. They don't mm-hmm. have any platform. They don't have any issues they want to talk about. It's only about marginalization. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. The immigrant is bad and the gay person is bad and the black person is bad. We can't even teach AP African-American studies in certain states because it's, no. you know, slavery has no. good points. Uh, right. Good, it's, to... good, it's good work experience. <laughs> they, right, DeSantis, whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is my – uh, Trumpism for me is scary. You know, Republicans are fine. The ones that are normal, you know, the Eisenhower mm-hmm. Republican or the Rockefeller Republican, whatever you want yeah. to call it, they don't scare me at all because I lived through the Republican administrations. It was, you know, other than maybe Bush, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was kind of scary. But – uh, we had normal a normal life, you know. It was just a matter of more taxes, less taxes, more government, less government, kind mm-hmm. of thing, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway, so um, now we're going to talk about now. Most of my shows, I, I like to bring up uh, LGBTQ issues, uh, I, as I have mentioned to you. I mean, being the only gay man that probably has a radio show anywhere. <laughs> around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my issues and our my community's issues need to be 
put to the fore. So as a proud member of the community, I feel it's my duty to address the following issues. For example, California Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away. Yep. Recently, she was 90. Yep. Uh, She broke the glass ceiling defending women's rights and, of course, the rights of the LGBTQ community. So there was a, a mayor who was who was uh, supported with with by Harvey Milk who was assassinated and so was the mayor yep. and she took over from yep. that and she said she was going to defend uh, LGBT rights and women's rights for the rest of her life that was her mission so in the 90s when it wasn't popular to support gay rights she voted against the don't uh, don't ask don't tell bill and the defense of marriage act uh, and uh, so what are your thoughts about um the senator, you know, as a tribute to her uh, and for her work with the women with women's rights and the LGBT community. I mean, I think it's uh, the first word I can think of is just bravery. You know, being she able was. to to have to be able to have a single voice, and uh, there there are other people I know, uh, but I mean, the fact that you know, once again, you know, just. You know, we, people talk about uh, the the equal rights of women kind of starting in the 70s, which I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think it's still even necessarily true. Um, but to be able to be uh, – having that position and to still be able to stand your ground. And I mean that takes great courage and uh, to be able to uh, – to be able to just to say everybody has a right to living the lives that they want. It seems so simple when you say it out loud. Yeah. And that's what she wanted for. And, and we got to see that a lot of us agreed with her. Mm-hmm. And she hated seeing little children and people in general getting mowed down with these weapons. Yeah. So she was fighting against um, – what do you call it? Those uh, uh, offensive weapons like the AR-15 yep. Yep. and yep. yada, yada. Yep. So – you know, rest in peace, Diane. Yeah. You know, you you did a great job. You were a trailblazer, and uh, we need more people like her. And hopefully, know? there were. Hopefully, more people like uh, grew up idolizing her and are going into office because of her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this past October twelfth marked the twenty fifth anniversary of the murder of Matthew Shepard. Do you know who Matthew Shepard was? He was the I, gay male yes. um, who was. Uh, Strung up on a fence and left That's the dead. Right. They beat the hell out yes. of him because he was gay. Yes, um, it was in Laramie, um, I believe. Laramie, Wyoming, okay, was where it happened. So it was in a very rural area, and he was like left for dead. I mean, they totally dehumanized the the poor uh, guy and left him for dead, and he died. Uh, just because he was gay. Yeah. So, um, how can all Americans keep his memory alive? Do you think um, just you know talking about it maybe more, or what can we do to humanize people again? Because I, I'm I'm getting that fear. You know, if we do move to the right, like some countries are doing, they are uh, dehumanizing certain groups of people. Totally. And uh, what can we do uh, to remember him and to make sure that this doesn't happen again? It is hard for me to think about that without thinking about sectors of the United States because I feel like there's areas in the United States that that's just not possible anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be proven wrong, but like at least up in Minnesota, you know that uh, you know I, that's something that I think we can be very proud about. That uh, that we I think Minnesota is a great example of uh, how Matthew's memory can be uh, remembered. That. Uh, we just we we accept everybody and we love everybody 
And I think, you know, if, if more, if more cities could adopt that, you know, it's not, it's not like asking for more taxes. It's not asking for building highways or building stadiums or anything. It's just asking for people to allow others to live the life that they want. That's all that needs to happen, I think. You know, I mean, it just, I, I, I feel I've never been one for like having like big memorials for people or anything like that. I think, I think he would more rather, and if it were me, I'd more rather just know that people learned from this. And that's what I want people to do for this is they learned that, you know, people should be able to live their lives and be who they are. And it's scary. I mean, as someone who's a straight man, the idea of thinking in, in like in like your shoes or other people's shoes of like, boy, what if I couldn't be who I wanted to be? That's frightening. And yeah. that but that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's all I want is for everyone to be able to have that security that I have. Correct. And, and, and you know, I always say this on my show. I'm not African-American, but I can I will support them till the day I die. Yeah. I, I want them to have the same mm. rights as everybody else. I, I, I'm not Asian. I am not uh, Native American, et cetera, et cetera. But I want this. That's what I love about Minnesota because we, we are more free than any other state I could think of. I think but, so. But yeah. We have you know uh, people come here to be free here because they know that we accept uh, trans people, for example, or we accept – uh, native people here. We accept uh, African Americans here. You, you go to s- some states. I mean, it's just bizarre. Uh, the, the laws. I mean, they ban books just because they mention uh, uh, Harriet Tubman or uh, uh, African Americans throughout history, and they ban the book. They won't let kids read what really happened. It's just scary, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, but um, we have a couple of minutes left here, so I want to end the show on a happy note because obviously, you know, the second half of my show is always a little downer, so I want to <laughs> lift it up before we leave. Um, Halloween is coming. Yeah. It's probably one of the most popular holidays in the United States. Absolutely. Uh, especially for little children and for some adults, too. <laughs> But what are your thoughts about Halloween and 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 being that you are have an interest in the paranormal? Um, uh, what are your uh, what are your plans, or do you do you celebrate Halloween? Absolutely, and I I love nothing more than seeing the little kids dressed up in costume yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. their excitement. I just love it. It's so cool. I never had kids myself, but I just love seeing their excitement and stuff because I remember when I was a kid, mm-hmm. Halloween. October 31st is a Tuesday, and we got something actually special we're going to do here at the station. And uh, we're going to be doing a broadcast. Um, it, normally, my show is at 10 p.m. We're actually starting at 8 p.m. and going mm-hmm. to 11 on Halloween night. And we're actually going to be doing it live from a location in Stillwater. So um, mm-hmm. one of our sponsors, uh, Midwest Witchery and Healing, which Jody, it's her store. We're going to be doing it live from her store, but we got access to the whole building. So we're going to have people set up in different parts. Uh, we're going to hopefully it translates well to radio. It's certainly going to be a lot of video that we're streaming on on the Facebook page, but it's going to be half radio show, half paranormal investigation mm. live. I've heard which Jody's name being thrown around, especially with Kelly Wagner. I think she's going to be on her show too. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to. Li- so when is it again? The date and the t- uh, it's, it's Octo- October 31st. It starts at 8 p.m. and goes to 11 of the live radio broadcast right here on AM 950, <laughs> and we're doing it live in Stillwater. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be listening. And it should be done in enough time that you you can go out with the kitties, get the get the candy and stuff, and then go in and not gonna be too scary. It's just gonna be us uh, having a good time and celebrating this fantastic uh, uh, holiday. Yeah, and maybe and maybe instead of your theme music, you can have Vincent Price laughing. You know? <laughs> well, because <laughs> that's scary in itself. Every time I hear him laugh, it's just. He he was so famous for doing all those horror movies oh, yeah. like The Pit and The Pendulum and yep. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, and so maybe you could do – maybe you need a copyright. I don't know. But getting his <laughs> his his uh, voice in there to, to celebrate Halloween would be fun. Right? Imagine making money just because you had a good laugh. You know? Oh, my God. He made so much money on yeah. that laugh alone. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he <laughs> I did. I didn't even do it. Anyway, unfortunately, we have run out of time, Greg. I know. It went by fast. It went by, I, I so enjoyed having you. Um, thank you for spending time with me today on the Downright Upright Show. Anytime you want to come, Greg, believe me. You're more than welcome. You're an amazing guest. Well, thank you. I, I could go on and on, but time is – Time. Time keeps on slipping. <laughs> Remember that song? Yeah. So um, I'm going to give them some in, the, the, the listeners some information about your show. OK. For more information on Greg Bakken and his show here on AM 950, go to ghostboxradio.com. Yep. Is that right? That's right. Or go to am950radio.com. And the same place you found the Downright Upright Show, and you could listen to his shows. And, of course, you could listen live at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, yeah. And and thank you again. I mean, it's amazing that you even came here uh, sitting across from me, so thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. I love being it. Uh, yeah, and if you ever want me to talk on your show, I <clears throat> I would just love it. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> anyway, good. Uh, lastly, I'd like to thank the audience so much for your uh, for supporting the Downright Upright Show with your clicks and your subs and all that stuff. Um, you mean everything to me. I love you all. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And ciao for now, wherever the camera is. <laughs>